We have been looking at the book of Ecclesiastes and last time we talked of the conclusion of the whole matter, which is the fear of God. Now we move on to the next book of wisdom, which is the Song of Songs. And today we are going to simply talk on an introduction to this important book. Song of Songs is actually not a story at all. It is a song. We read in First Kings chapter 4 verse 32, And Solomon spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. According to the first verse of this little book, Solomon wrote the love songs before us. We read the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. This verse also tells us that his songs were 1,005. And that is verse 32 of First Kings chapter 4. Now, think of that, more than a thousand songs. That makes him quite a songwriter. And most of Solomon's songs, of course, we do not have. In fact, we generally say that we have only one song. But the Song of Solomon is called the Book of uh, Canticles. A canticle is a little song. And that means that in this book we have several canticles, several little songs. There's a difference of opinion as to how many songs there are. The old position is that there are five. The New Scofield Reference Bible states that there are 13. But for the purpose of our study, we will stick to the old division of the book into five songs. Now, the Song of Solomon is a parabolic poem. The interpretation, not the inspiration, causes the difficulty. There are some who actually feel it should not be in the Bible. However, it is in the canon of Scripture. The Song of Solomon is the great neglected book of the Bible. The reader who is going through the, the Word of God for the first time is actually puzzled when he comes to it. The carnal Christian will misunderstand and misinterpret the, the book. Actually, this little book has been greatly abused by people who have not understood it. When I was a young man, still unsaved, I quoted some verses from this particular book in my letters for girlfriends or so. Origin and Jerome tell us that the Jews could not permit their young men to read this book until they were 30 years old. The reason was that they felt there was the danger of reading into it the salacious and the suggestive, the vulgar and the voluptuous, the sensuous and the sexual into this book. On the contrary, this is a wonderful picture of a physical human wedded love. It gives the answer to two erroneous groups of people, those who hold to asceticism and think that it is wrong to get married, and those who hold to hedonism and think that the satisfying of their lusts is of primary importance. This book makes it very clear that both positions are wrong. It upholds worded love as a very wonderful thing, a glorious experience. The elaborate 
vivid, striking, and bold language in this book is also a wonderful, glorious picture of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, the Jews called the Song of Solomon the Holy of Holies of Scripture. Therefore, not everyone was permitted inside its sacred enclosure. Here is where you are dwelling, in the secret place of the Most High. It is not to be entered into by unbelievers and carnal Christians. They would abuse it. But if you are one who is walking with the Lord, if the Lord Jesus Christ means a great deal to you and you love him, then this little book will mean a great deal to you also. It will be a blessing both for your spiritual walk and even your married wedded love. The Song of Songs is a poetic and practical book. Here God is speaking to his people in poetic songs, which unfolds a story. But the Song of Solomon is like a fragile flower that requires delicate handling. Now there have been four different and important meanings founded in this book. The first one is that the Song of Solomon sets forth the glory of wedded love. Here is declared the sacredness of the marital relationship and that marriage is a God-given institution. This little book shows us what real love is. This little book shows us what real love is. The Jews taught that it reveals the heart of a satisfied husband and that of a devoted wife. Now, our generation may have a great deal of experience for example, with sex, but this generation knows very little about love. The younger generation today is geared to sex. Their lifestyle is one of sexual expression. But I'm of the opinion that all they know about sex is what an animal knows. A dog out of the streets knows as much as they do. Something is missing. There is a terrible void in their life. You see, married wedded love, married wedded life is a wonderful union in the Lord. Secondly, this little book sets forth here the love of Jehovah God for Israel. It is not new thought here, by the way, which is found in this book alone. For the prophets, especially Hosea, spoke of Israel as the wife of the Lord God. The scribes and the rabbis of Israel have always given these two interpretations to this book. First, the interpretation of the celebration of married life, and then even the celebration of the love relationship between Israel and Jehovah. And those interpretations have been accepted by the church. However, there are two other interpretations set forth now by the church which is the third interpretation. The Song of Solomon is a picture of Christ and the church. The church is the bride of Christ. This is a familiar figure in the New Testament, especially Ephesians chapter 5 and Revelation 21. So this book can lead you into a marvelous, wonderful relationship with the Lord Jesus, which you probably have never known before. The fourth interpretation, which is the final one, but again uh, becoming number two of the 
one that was set forth by the church, is that this book depicts the communion of Christ and the individual believer. It portrays the love of Christ for the individual and the soul's communion with Christ. Many great saints of God down through the years have experienced that wonderful communion. Paul could say, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. And this is more than an experience, my friend. It is a personal relationship with Christ. Seeing how wonderful he is, how glorious he is. We need to come to the place where it can truly be said of us that we love him because he first loved us. To open up the little book of Song of Solomon, it's like the breaking of Mary's alabaster box of ointment. And I trust that the fragrance of it will fill our lives and spread out to others. This book is going to be a personal book. It is not for the ear of the unsaved person, but for the man who has a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Since the Song of Solomon is a series of scenes in a drama, which is not told in chronological sequence, I will make no attempt to outline the book. What we find in this book is the use of antiphony, and antiphony talks of one character speaks and another responds. We have many characters, the young bride who is the Shulamite, the daughters of Jerusalem, the bridegroom, the Shulamite's family. And in the family, there is the father who is dead now, the mother, the two daughters, and two or more sons. Now, the setting of the drama, of course, is the palace in Jerusalem, and some of the scenes are flashbacks to a previous time. There is a reminder here of the Greek drama in which a chorus talks back and forth, protagonist of the play. There is the reminder here of the Greek drama in which a chorus talks back and forth to the protagonist of the play. The daughters of Jerusalem carry along the tempo of the story. These dialogues are evidently to be sung. Several lovely scenes are introduced at Jerusalem, which find a counterpart in the church. So the Shulamite girl says, do not look upon me because I'm dark, because the sun has turned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Song of Solomon 1 verse 6. You see, the elder daughter of this poor Shulamite family has been forced to keep the vineyard. She is darkened with the sunburn from working out in the vineyard. And apparently his family lived in the hill country of Ephraim and there were tenant farmers there. So we get this picture from a verse in the last chapter. Uh, uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 11. Solomon had a vineyard at Bahamon. He leased the vineyard to keepers. Everyone was to bring for its fruit a thousand silver coin. Now I think that is the setting where the first scene takes place. The girl is sunburned and she feels disgraced. And in that day a sunburn meant you were a hard-working girl. 
The women in the court wanted to keep their skin as fair as possibly as they could. It was exactly the opposite of our situation in our modern cities. In the Western world, the young girls go down to the sand beach and lie out in the sun on the sand all day in order to get a suntan. In Africa, the young girls keep indoors and use even many creams to keep a smooth skin or a light skin. You see, for some, it is not a disgrace to have a suntan. In fact, it is a disgrace if you don't have one. On the other hand, some want the light skin. What a contradiction. But for this girl, she had a suntan because she was working hard. She was an outdoor girl, a hard-working girl. Apparently, her brothers also made her watch the ship. Verse 8 of Song of Solomon 1 says, If you do not know, all fairest among women, follow in the footsteps of the flocks and feed your little gods besides the shepherd stands. So she worked in the vineyard and also she had a head of the sheep. When she would look up from her work, she would see the caravans that passed by going between Jerusalem and Damascus. We see her reaction. Song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 6. Who is this coming out of the wilderness, like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the merchants' fragrant powders? You see, she could see the caravans of the merchants, and also the caravans that carried beautiful ladies of the court. They were the ones who didn't have a sunburn. They had a canopy over them as they traveled on camels or on elephants. The girl would see the beautiful jewels and the satins. She never had anything like that, and she would dream about it, you know. But one day, while the girl was tending her ship, a handsome shepherd appeared. He fell in love with her. I must run ahead enough to tell you, it is a picture of the church, my friend. Let me tell you ahead of time. This is what he said to her. Song of Solomon 2, 2, like a lily among the thorns, so is my love among the daughters. Again, he says, Song of Solomon 4, verse 1, Behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are fair. You have dove's eyes behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount Gilead. Well, this is beautiful, poetical language, my friend. It is a picture of the love of Christ for the church. Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. Christ loved you and he gave himself for you. Finally, she gave her heart to the shepherd. And Song of Solomon 2 verse 3, we are told, Like an apple tree among the trees of the woods, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down in his shed with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. The Lord Jesus has given us an invitation, remember? Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11 verse 28. Do you know what it is to rest in Jesus Christ? Is he a reality to you? Do you rest in him? Oh, how wonderful this relationship can become to you. 
I am talking about a personal relationship, a love relationship with Jesus. And especially for this girl, when she finally gave her heart to this man, it says his fruit was sweet to my taste. That was a wonderful relationship. After she had given her heart to him, they were madly in love. There is nothing quite like marital love such as they experienced. You see here, we would be told, a Song of Solomon 2 verse 16, My beloved is mine, and I am his. He feeds his flocks among the lilies. How wonderful. They had that wonderful personal relationship. Apparently, he took her to dinner one time as he traveled through the country. All she knew of him was that he was a shepherd, but evidently a very prominent one. Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 4. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. He was a most peculiar shepherd. He didn't have any sheep that she could see. She asked him about his sheep. Tell me, O oh you whom I love, where you feed your flock, where you make it rest at noon. Song of Songs 1 verse 7. In other words, where are his sheep? He is an unusual shepherd. Then one day when they, had, they were together, he announced that he was going away, but that he would return. And this is an obvious parallel, by the way, to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's houses are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. John chapter 14, verse 1 to verse 3. You see, this shepherd announced to her beloved and said, I am going away, but I will come again. Then as the days passed and she waited, finally her family and her friends began to ridicule her. They said, you are just a simple country girl taken in by him. This is exactly what Peter said would happen in our time. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come and in the last days, walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Second Peter 3 verse 3 to verse 4. You see, that will happen. And even for this girl, she began to be ridiculed. You are wasting your time. This man has gone away. Yet she trusted him. She loved him. She dreamed of him. And we read in Song of Songs 3 verse 1, By night on my bed, I sought the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. Now, let me ask you a very personal question, my friend. Do you really miss Jesus Christ? Do you long for him? This girl longed for her beloved. One night she lay there restlessly upon her couch when she noticed the fragrance in the room. In that day it was a custom that a lover would put some myrrh or frankincense in the opening of the door handle. She smelled the perfume and went to the door. Song of Songs 5 verse 5 I arose to open for my beloved, 
and my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers with liquid myrrh, on the handles of the lock. You see, she knew that he had been there. She knew that he really hadn't forgotten about her. Now, she knew that her lover was near. The parallel that we are told even in the gospel is from Matthew 28 verse 20. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. Paul could say while he was in prison that the Lord Jesus stood by him and the Lord has promised, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13 verse 5. So one day she is in the vineyard, this girl, working with the vines, we are told. Song of Solomon 2 verse 15. Catch us the little foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. You see what is happening here is she is lifting up the vines so that the little foxes cannot get to the grapes. And in that land, they raise the grapes right down on the ground. So she is lifting up the, the vines and putting a rock under them so that the little foxes would not get into the grapes. While she is doing this, down the road there comes a pillar of smoke. Song of Songs chapter 3 verse 6. Well, who is this coming out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense? with all the merchants' fragrant powders. You see, the cry is passed along. Behold, King Solomon is coming, but she is busy, and she doesn't know King Solomon. Then someone comes to her excitedly and says to her, Oh, King Solomon is asking for you. And she says, Asking for me? I don't know King Solomon. I never met him. Why would he ask for me? The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he stands behind our wall. He is looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Song of Songs 2 verse 8 to verse 10. And so she is brought into the presence of the king, King Solomon here. Now, do you know who King Solomon is? Why? He is her shepherd and he has come for her. That must have been a wonderful surprise. And this is the promise of the Lord Jesus, by the way. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. John ten twenty seven to 28 The Lord Jesus has promised that he is coming again for us. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Song of Solomon 2 verse 11 to 13. 
You see, one of these days, he is going to call all of us out of this world. And when he calls us, where does he take us? Song of Songs 2 verse 4. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. My friend, salvation is a love affair. We love him because he first loved us. That is the story that we find in this little book. And I hope just by the introduction you have been blessed and you have been encouraged to come into a love relationship with the Savior who loved you so much and gave himself for you. Meet you next time as we look into the details of chapter 1 of Song of Songs. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by 7264144475 from within south africa it's 0726414475